Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Snacks, hosted by Alan Severa. Your choice for condensed fantasy topics of the day that will help you win your fantasy league. Now yesterday I discussed the AFC snap counts for running backs and what they'll mean to you. Today I want to talk about the NFC and their running back snap counts so you can get on the same page to help you win your fantasy league. First, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. David Montgomery did get hurt a couple weeks ago, so his status was in doubt to even play week one. He did wind up playing, and he played for 45% of the snap count, which is a good number. It's good enough that you can start him on a weekly basis confidently. Well, Tariq Cohen had 46%, but he did have less carries, and the same amount of targets. So, all that being said, it seems like David Montgomery is going to have the opportunity, and I expect his snap count to increase this week, and Tariq Cohen's to go down a little bit. Cordell Patterson was in the mix at about 15%, but I would definitely have faith in Montgomery to play him this week against a horrible team in the New York Giants. I mean, let's face it. The Giants aren't going to break off with some kind of massive lead where they're going to have to run the ball. I mean, excuse me, receive the ball out of the backfield. So it seems like the perfect game script for David Montgomery to be running the ball down the throats and hearts of the New York Giants. Well, we already talked the Bears, so let's talk about some Lions. So the Detroit Lions were going to be very interesting this week. You didn't really know what to do. Presumably, if you drafted DeAndre Swift, you paid kind of a high price for it. And a lot of people thought, eh, I'll just get on Johnson around the later rounds because, who knows, he'll probably be starting since DeAndre Swift got a little banged up in this offseason. Well, then at the last minute, the Washington team decided to let go of Adrian Peterson and hey, here he comes, the Detroit Lion. So it was really interesting to see the split in the snaps. DeAndre Swift had 42%, Adrian Peterson had 32%, and Kerryon Johnson had 26%. Just looking at those numbers, it can kind of tell you right now that Kerryon Johnson is in the doghouse with uh, Patricia. So that being said, he's not really worth drafting, or not even drafting, playing. So, it's really going to be between DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson. And I don't know how many of you guys watched the game last week when DeAndre Swift, poor, poor DeAndre Swift, was relatively wide open for that game-winning reception to bring that game to the Lions, and he dropped the ball. Now, I know it's kind of a rough year with no preseason games, so he wasn't able to get his feet wet. But if anything can change the, your career, like doing that in the first week when they picked you specifically to be able to win them games and you drop that target, there might be a little bit of change in the snap counts for this coming week, and Adrian Peterson might see a little bit more. But that being said, this is a backfield to avoid right now because you really don't know how it's going to be played out. 
If you were going to play somebody, I'd still go with Swift. Maybe Peterson in the flex. But this is definitely a backfield to avoid until we get some more clarity. Now let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Now the Green Bay Packers, to me, were very surprising when it came to their choice of who was going to be the running backs. So actually four of them were on the field at any particular time. Aaron Jones got 53% of the snaps, and right behind him was Jamal Williams at 41%. And then they had Tyler Irving, Irving at 18%, and A.J. Dillon, their rookie, at 7%. So obviously it's still going to be the Aaron Jones show. He actually had six targets, which is really good. But for some reason, they didn't tend to run the ball, I don't think enough, considering they're up on the Vikings by so much in that second half. The game looked close by the final score, but it was almost a blowout, really. So looking at this team, they're another one that's going to be very, very competitive, just like they were last year. But it's still a little bit of a mess when it comes to their backfield. Obviously, you're going to want to start Aaron Jones every week, and he's getting over 50% of the snap counts. But Jamal Williams was very surprising to me to be such a high percentage of snap count. 41%? When you have Aaron Jones, he should be getting up there 65-70% because he's so efficient on the field. Just goes to show you, you might want to watch out about their head coach and LaFleur. You never know what he's really going to do. But as of right now, obviously, always start your studs. And Aaron Jones is that stud. Oh, man. And here comes the team, the dreaded backfield by committee that said they want to be just like the 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I know the hype is real when it comes to Malcolm Brown, right? 60% of snap counts. He had 18 carries and four targets. He got a total of two touchdowns and 110 yards against the Cowboys. But guess what? Last year, week one, he looked just as good. Listen, Malcolm Brown, yeah, he had a great week one. But to me, he's kind of like that Sammy Watkins. He'll put a week or two for you. He'll get some touchdowns here and there. But if you want to consider him every single week, you're just a straight fool. Listen, they drafted Cam Akers for a reason, right? They didn't have very many draft picks this year. Cam Akers, they want to be the workhorse. They want him to be the answer since Todd Gurley left. They gave him only 33% this week, but guess what? Like I mentioned before, it's a COVID year. There was no preseason games. These rookies, they need to get their feet wet. Well, guess what? 33%, do that a couple weeks, you're getting his feet wet, and he's going to be ready. He still had 14 carries, one target. Listen, Fade Brown... Pick up Akers. If somebody dropped him, pick him up off the waiver wire. He's going to prove a fantasy value. He's going to take you to that championship. Next, let's talk about the 49ers. All offseason, people were not believing the hype in Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert was a stud last year, averaging 5.5 yards a carry. Very efficient running back. But everybody's like, oh, but he can't. he's not going to get receptions. That was Matt Breida's job last year. Well, Matt Breida got traded, and now he's not doing nothing. 
So in comes finally, after being with the team for their third year now, Jared McKinnon is playing. He got 30% of the snap count in comparison to Mostert's 61%. Tevin Coleman was a number three running back, but they were talking about how since there's all those fires going on, the air quality wasn't very good, and it's hard for Coleman to, let's face it, to breathe. So he has a little bit more difficulty with his respiratory system. But Raheem Mostert looked crazy good in receiving. He broke it for a 76-yard touchdown. He got five total carries. I'm sorry, five total targets, 15 total carries. And Jerry McKinnon only got three carries, but he did get targeted five times. Listen, Mostert's a stud. When are you going to stop downing him? Play him with confidence on a weekly basis. And if the matchup is good, you're going to want to play him for your daily fantasy. Because let's face it, the 49ers don't have any wide receivers or tight ends that can play right now. All of them hurt, hampered. Garoppolo is garbage. Let's face it, they're going up against the Jets this week. They're going to run it down their throat. Literally, run it down their throat. Now, probably one of the more head-scratching teams this week was the Seattle Seahawks. Now, everybody knows Chris Carson is a good running back when healthy and when he's not fumbling. But he got 48% of the snaps, which is pretty good. Then you got Carlos Hyde, which somehow he's still among the living in the NFL at 31%, and Travis Homer at 21%. Now listen, I know everybody's going to say Chris Carson. He caught two touchdowns out of the backfield. That's not sustainable. Guess what? You're right. But he does get a lot of carries. He gets about 50 carry, or sorry, 50 receptions a year. So he already got six targets. He already got two receiving touchdowns. So he might not get that many over the longevity of the season. But guess what? He only got six carries. He's going to have fresh legs. He didn't get all those yards on the ground like he normally gets. He didn't get the touchdowns on the ground like he normally gets. I'm a firm believer that if one week, yeah, you get a little bit less, that's fine. The next week you're going to get more. So he got more receptions and more receiving touchdowns. Well, guess what? This week coming up, he's going to get some more time running on the ground because Hyde's not going to survive the whole year. He's been around pretty long in the NFL now. He's going to go up against, they're going to go up against the Patriots this week, which is a tough defense. Let's face it. So they're going to need to have more possession time. And what does that mean? That means they need to run the ball more. Chris Carson is going to be a great running back for you. You can trade him high right now, but why? He didn't get all the stuff he normally gets on the ground. He has potential to be a top 10 running back this year. You can book that. Top 10. Keep him playing him with confidence. Last team I wanted to touch on was the Washington football team. Now listen, Bryce Love was a healthy scratch in week one. So he could be still recovering. There wasn't any preseason game, so we really don't know how he's going to do. But if you're in a deep league and you drafted him, hold on to him for a little bit, okay? Now, when it comes to snap count percentages, J.D. McKissick got 44% of the snaps. 
Payne Barber, 41%, and Aaron Gibson, only 26%. What's really interesting here when you look at their snap counts is also the amount of carries and targets. J.D. McKissick, even though he had almost half of the snap counts, got only three carries and only five targets. Now, he is going to be the reception running back, which, let's face it, is probably not going to amount to much right now until we find out really who this team is. But Peyton Barber got 17 carries. <laughs> he had like didn't even make two yards a carry, but happened to run in, just trip into the end zone and getting two touchdowns. So I hope you're not one of those people that picked him up off the waiver wire because all he's going to be potentially is that kind of touchdown guy. But he's not going to really amount for much. He's not going to get the 100-yard games. He's not going to be that high upside. Antonio Gibson, they are still trying to work in. Even with the 26% of the snap counts, he still did get nine carries and two targets. So they are working him in slowly on the field. But when he's on the field, he sees the ball. If you drafted Antonio Gibson, hold strong. He couldn't be one of those players at the end of the year that's going to be a playmaker for you and could boost you up over that hump. Now, I went over a couple of the teams that had more of a discrepancy when it came to their snap counts. So if there's a team that I left out, you can always feel free to email me at gofantasysnacks at gmail.com and I'll tell you what's going on with the team, what the snap count percentages are, and what happens to any of their backups. But I'm not going to discuss teams like the Giants, who Shaquan Barkley had 88% of the snap count. The Dallas Cowboys, who have Ezekiel Elliott. The Eagles, who, let's face it, their running back was injured. Okay, Miles Sanders was hurt. He didn't play. The Cardinals, obviously they have a high snap count percentage for Kenyon Drake. So we don't need to really discuss most of some of these teams, including the Vikings and the Saints, who you know who their primary ball carrier is. So, once again, I just want to thank you for listening to Fantasy Snacks, your choice for condensed fantasy topics of the day to help you win your fantasy league. Please feel free to like, to subscribe, leave me a comment so I can know how I'm doing, if I'm improving, or what can I can even improve on. So, once again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.